Greetings, and welcome to episode 66. This is Dr. Essie McCoy, your number one podcast of Dr. Essie Speaks Education. I am an award-winning educator, motivational speaker, six times Amazon bestselling author, magazine contributor, and coach. In addition, I am the president, CEO, and founder of my own educational consulting company, Dr. Essie Speaks LLC. I assist you in elevating your leadership skills so that you can turn your challenges into opportunities, failures into successes, ensure that responsibilities are fulfilled, and enhance your capacity to lead. Today's show is a special show with a leadership guru, and he is so much more. This podcast will give you an insight into the journey of a leader who is making a difference, and it will inspire you to leap into action. He has taken the journey and impacted the lives of many. He is passionate about his work and continues to share his knowledge with others. My special guest is none other than Mr. Robert Antowin. Let me share a little bit more about his journey. As a leadership architect, Robert Antowin helps entrepreneurs and executives design effective strategies to improve communication and increase motivation within their teams. With over 25 years of experience, he worked his way up the corporate ladder, managing multi-million dollar operations, transforming underperforming teams to top five internationally. This was done by creating value-based systems that boosted morale, embraced company culture, and increased team synergy. Today, Robert is a national speaker, online host, workshop facilitator, coach, consultant, and conversation starter. Speaking in both the government and private sector, he combines his years of proven strategies and experiences, along with his wit and humor, to bring effective thought-provoking leadership lessons that instruct, train, and entertain his audiences, giving them the tools they need to grow and scale their companies. Robert is passionate about helping the next generation develop effective leadership skills. Knowing that leaders are made and not born, he spends his time volunteering and mentoring youth through faith-based and nonprofit organizations, speaking in schools, churches, and at local events. Whether he's speaking on stage, coaching clients, or in a corporate capacity, Robert lives, breathes, and embodies the phrase, they won't follow until you lead. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and when I come back, I'll give my special guest, Mr. Robert Antowin, an opportunity to share with our listening audience. As always, remember to check out my website at www.dressespeaks.com, where you can find all my books about school transformation, school leadership, and so much more. In addition, you can check out my latest Amazon best-selling book. I'll be right back. Hello, this is Samantha Rogers. Join me on Wednesday at 5 p.m. for my new podcast, Legacy Game Changers. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m., join me and we are talking about finance, education, and wealth building for you and your family to leave a legacy for your loved ones. Once again, that's Legacy Game Changers, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Greetings. This is Dr. Essie McCoy, your podcast host of Dr. Essie Speaks Education. I am elated to bring you a weekly show where I discuss everything about education. That's right. What you want to know, 
What You Don't Know and What You Need to Know will be aired each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Get ready, mark your calendars, and tune in to this show as we keep the pulse on education from an award-winning educator. Remember, once again, to tune in every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to Dr. Essie Speaks Education, your number one podcast host, Dr. Essie McCoy. My special guest again is Mr. Robert Antowin. Extraordinary, where do I even begin? You are such a walking wealth of leadership knowledge and just let me say congratulations on all of your success. I know that my listeners will benefit greatly from our conversation today. So welcome to my show and how are you doing? Hey, Dr. Nessie, I am doing well. I am so honored to have this opportunity to be with you and uh, be a part of this podcast. Uh, it's an awesome movement. I've been watching you in the distance for a while. And so to have the opportunity to sit down and speak with you is certainly bringing a big smile to my face. And uh, I certainly want to share with you my journey and my experience with your listeners and to catch up on uh, old times since uh, it's been a while since we've connected in the entrepreneurial space. You're exactly right. And thank you so much. And thank you for all that you're doing because you are doing amazing things. And I also keep an eye on you. And you're right. We haven't had an opportunity to reconnect, but we will in the future. So, you know, just reading your bio and just knowing and watching all the things that you're involved in, you have so many rich experiences from your journey to where you are today. Tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, your journey, and some of the projects that you've been involved in lately. Sure. Uh, well, your bio essentially spoke for me in uh, detailing that I work with uh, C-suite executives and uh, leaders to essentially build successful teams, right? And I do that through various exercises, uh, personality assessments, trainings, et cetera. And I teach one principle, to be honest with you, Dr. Essie, and, and that one principle is to make the people around you better. Make the people around you better. It seems really simple, but um, that principle is, is based on one of my favorite books that says that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And uh, saying that a different way is to say um, their success, meaning your people, their success is your success. And when they are successful, the results are plentiful, right? And um, I know that many organizations, services, business brands, um, they have leaders who are acknowledged and they seem to get a lot of accolades. But in order for the, the business to really 10x and be at the level that all uh, C-suite leaders would like for it to be, it's very, very important and it's critical that they celebrate the success of the people that are around them, that they are making intentional efforts to make the people that work for them successful. Um, I know there's a quote that says that, uh, take care of the people that take care of your business uh, so that your business can be successful. And, and, and that's one principle that I try to uh, practice in my everyday life, but I certainly model it for C-suite leaders that I work with. And this is uh, critical for any operation, any church, any organization where leaders are looking to uh, synergize their teams and have them to function at a high and optimal level. So uh, I just use some of the experiences that I've gone through 
in my work life and certainly uh, everyday life has helped me to um, build a rapport with leaders so that they can build a rapport with their people and make them successful. Well, I tell you one thing, I've had an opportunity to watch you in action and attend um, some of your engagements and you always keep your audience on the edge of their seat. And it's amazing and you're so brilliant at how you do it. But I just love the fact that you help to build those executive teams. And like you said, your motto, make people better. And that's what it's all about. So I have an opportunity to work with high schoolers and you know, you've your own children. Um, definitely, you have some golden nuggets that you can share. So how did you get started? I know when you started from high school and transitioning post-secondary, what did you think you were going to be doing? And what did you want to do once you graduated from high school? You know, talk about that journey a little bit. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Uh, coming out of high school, I wanted to be a a doctor, at least that was a path that my parents put me on. And uh, I went on to Howard University and right around my sophomore year, uh, I had a friend of mine who was a, uh, a classmate, he was a junior or senior, he was getting ready to go into the professional phase of the medical program. And um, I think he had a 3.8 average and he said, I don't think I'm gonna make it. I say, how come? You're a great student. And he started naming all these things that you know the other, uh, participants had done to uh, get accepted into the professional phase. Uh, long story short, I started thinking about what my GPA was at the time, and it wasn't a 3.8. Um, so I switched to journalism. Uh, so coming out of college, I will say that I thought uh, that I would be a world-renowned journalist, but uh, that's a whole nother story for another time. What I can tell you, though, uh, how I got started on my journey is that I was in the nine-to-five space uh, in a corporate uh, office. I had the, uh, the corner suite with the company credit card, company vehicle, all the, the kuchimans of, of being a C-suite leader. However, I felt unfulfilled. And um, I remember going to a leadership conference where I heard a speaker who absolutely knocked my socks off. And I said, I want to do that. And uh, from the time that I heard that speaker, I'll tell you who it was later, but from the time I heard that speaker um, to the, the, the moment that I walked back into my nine to five where I should have been happy because I was acknowledged as one of the top guys in the company. Uh, I was acknowledged as such. Uh, I was getting bonuses and all these kinds of things. But like I said, I was unfulfilled. So my prayer to God was help me to use my gift, which was to speak, to educate, to entertain and, and help me to do it in a big way. And I prayed this prayer essay for, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half. And uh, I, I actually uh, had a whole attitude with God because I didn't think he was hearing my prayers. And then one day on October the 19th, um, I met with one of my favorite regional vice presidents in the company. And we had a very short conversation that ended with, uh, we will no longer be in the Robert Antonin business. And from that moment on, uh, I should have been upset. I should have been angry because it happened right before the holidays. Um, but I, I dropped to my knees and I cried and said, thank you, God. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for answering my prayer, because all the things that I wanted to do, I couldn't do because I was so attached to that nine to five, that corporate space. And I gave of myself, uh, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours. But I was helping to build someone else's business when, in fact, my prayer was to build my own. So God had to remove the impediment 
of the nine to five out of my way to allow me to do this thing that I had been asking him, fasting and praying to allow me to do, to speak, to educate and to train others. And uh, it happened abruptly. <laughs> it didn't happen the way that I would have scripted it. However, uh, that that interruption in my um, my life at that time was the catalyst uh, that brought me to where I am now, where I'm teaching, educating, training, entertaining uh, nationally uh, at this current time. Powerful. And you know, something that you said, you didn't say it really in these words, but I'm going to paraphrase. And that is, you know, we have to remember that God is always working. He is crafting us and we just have to learn to be patient. And, you know, each experience helps you to define your gift. And so while you felt unfulfilled, you know, you were pushed into greatness. And now we get to really just benefit from all that God has crafted you to be. So thank you for making a difference and giving back and doing all those wonderful things. So you talked a little bit about the special person and tell us a little bit about who inspired you um, along your journey. Well, uh, I will tell you this. Um... I was at a uh, leadership conference um, for the uh, church that I attend. Uh, shout out to First Baptist Church of Glen Arden uh, under the powerful leadership of Pastor John K. Jenkins. Um, I was at a leadership conference. Uh, I think I was in the AV ministry. And the, uh, the keynote speaker was a, a powerful individual who said things that I actually thought, who carried himself in a way that I would carry myself if I was ever on stage, even in my workplace, his, his mannerisms and a lot of the things that he did were essentially the same thing that I did, but I was not doing it at his level. Uh, the gentleman's name is Delatoro McNeil, and uh, he is an internationally uh, uh, well-known uh, keynote speaker, uh, powerful trainer, and uh, I was amazed and absolutely mesmerized from the moment that I saw him. And again, like I said, um, I didn't say it out loud, but mentally I said, I want to do that. And that may have been, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now, but uh, from that moment that I heard him speak, uh, I have been an internal quest to have that level of uh, mastery when it comes to teaching and training from the stage. I can tell you, you are well on your way because you do mesmerize and you are amazing at what you do. And you know what I love about what you do? The stories that you tell to connect your audience so that they can really engage completely. And once again, it is so amazing. I can't wait until we reconnect in person. And so you you know that I work with young people and educators. So give us some advice because we're living in a different space and day and time. And definitely there are so many challenges, but give those young people that are listening some advice. You know, speaking to a younger generation is, is, a, uh, is a difficult task for some people. And if you can understand that, <clears throat> Uh, they want to know what's in it for me. I, I think this, the saying goes, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. In reaching a young person specifically, you have to meet them where they are. Minus all of your, uh, your journey, your experiences, because they don't have a point of reference to, to start from. But I think your question is, what do you say to the youth? I think that this is a time, an era, in a moment that if you have something to say, 
the world is listening. When you and I came up, Dr. Essie, we didn't have so many social media platforms like we have today, um, but, but now we do. So if you want to be a great dancer, you can get your message out to the world through creating videos on a social platform. If you have a socially conscious message about education, about leadership, about any subject that is, that is um, near and dear to your heart, young person, you can certainly get that message out. The only thing that I would caution you to say is to use your superpowers for good uh, because the universe is listening and, and the, universe, the universe will reverberate, excuse me, reverberate exactly what you give it, right? It will mirror it back. So if you do bad, bad will come back to you. If you do good, good will come back to you. Um, so it is essential that you take whatever your gift is, whatever your passion is, and, and use the platforms that are available to you. And the one thing that I know that this generation likes, and, and I shouldn't just put it on this younger generation, we all have been spoiled by this microwave mentality where we want it now. And uh, unfortunately, not everything comes now, but you can start now. You can get your message out now and you need to fail forward. You may not have success in the beginning, but I promise you someone is watching, someone is listening, and the tribe that you're meant to serve and to attract, you will attract as long as you stay consistent and stay true to whatever your message or your passion is. Love it, love it. And you know what? Young people, anyone who's listening, adhere to his advice, I can tell you. And Robert, you know, that's the one thing that I recall from some of your events. You talk about your superpowers, and that is so true. And you mentioned fail forward. So thank you for sharing. And also, you mentioned some of your challenges, but tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges that really help you to propel to the point that you are today. One of the things that I know that everyone faces, right? Everybody has a need to be accepted and they have the need to be acknowledged. Whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in a family situation, whether you're in, at work, you want to be appreciated, you want to be accepted, and you want to be acknowledged. And I say all of that to say that one of the, the biggest challenges is um, removing those self-limiting beliefs, removing the imposter syndrome that we all face. And what does that look like? Essentially, the same platform that I talk to young people about using social media is the same platform that will keep you stuck. It, it will have you uh, analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, I should say. Once you start comparing what you have, what you have to offer to what else is in the marketplace, you may never get started. Right. So removing those self-limiting beliefs is probably one of the, the greatest challenges that I face uh, e even in the leadership space, the leaders sometimes doubt that they have knowledge or, or experience that they can share with, with someone else, right? Um, one, one of the greatest uh, gifts that we have is the gift of story. It helps you to connect, uh, the gift of experience, because it helps you to teach and to mentor. Uh, but where do you start if you have none of those things? Um, everybody has something to offer. And what I do know, Dr. Essie, is that people will pay you more for what you know than what you can do. I'll say that again for the people in the back. People will pay you more for what you know rather than what you can do. 
your knowledge, your experience is um, essential to you. It's your DNA. It's unique. It's your brand. And if you can share that in a compelling way, you will be able to attract the tribe for you to, to build your client base, to build your platform, to build your brand, your service, whatever it is. So my biggest challenge is helping people to get out of their own way, stop the comparison, and to get out and do something and start speaking to the audience that you're supposed to speak to so that you can make the change and the impact in the world that you were predestined and preordained to make. Wow. Go ahead and preach. <laughs> Let me just say, you know, you mentioned the, and you didn't say this exactly, but the intellectual property is so invaluable. And so you talked about that DNA branding yourself and being unique and then letting go of those self-limiting beliefs. That is so true. So you've had lots of successes. Tell us about some of those. For the most part, I will say for me, the success has been quiet. Um, the awards, the accolades, being on stages, obviously that is a rush. However, the successes for me is for somebody come to me and say, Hey, Dr. Essie, I remember being in your class. You said X, Y, Z on this particular day. It stuck with me. Those kinds of conversations that are when I come off the stage, when I get off of a broadcast, when I'm walking in the mall, in my everyday life, not looking to talk to anyone, because even though uh, I seem like I'm, I'm an extrovert, I'm really an introvert practicing as an extrovert, right? So I'd rather be alone a lot of times. But when people come to me and they say, I really, really felt what you were saying, or it impacted me in a positive way, or it changed the course of my life, or my son, my daughter needed to hear that, then I know that I'm walking in my purpose. And those successes are the ones that will never make it on a plaque, never be a part of an award, never be in a ceremony or a presentation, but they are for me confirmation. Thank you, God, for allowing me to be of use for you. Thank you, God, for shining your light on me so that I can be a reflection of you here in the earth. So my greatest successes come from those small conversations from people that I don't know, don't expect to see, but they make it their business to stop me in my tracks to say, hey, you, <laughs> I remember when you said this, or I remember when you did that, it affected me. And uh, th those are the, uh, the, the, the single tear down my cheek kind of moments that, that I, I look for and I cherish the most. How about that? And, you know, I have to um, be convinced that you are really an introvert practicing being an extra extrovert. So that is very interesting. But you know, you talked about those small conversations, um, the small acts and those small deeds, they do go a long ways. And it's not the things that you do that will bring you fame and glory, but it is the small acts of kindness and all the things that you do. So tell us, how are you going to continue to make a difference in the lives of people? The, the one thing that I will do, uh, I'm actually working on an ebook, um, two at the same time, right? These are probably a little simpler projects. Uh, in my everyday life, one of the biggest challenges that leaders face is how do I bring the, the right people on board? So uh, I'm writing an ebook right now called Interview Intel, how to find the right people right now. Uh, especially with COVID, it's probably um, 
right on time because the talent pool is is limited globally, uh, or I should say here nationally, especially. And there are leaders who are trying to find people how to attract the right people. Um, so they either make bad decisions on the front end uh, by attracting the wrong people or bringing on the wrong people, or they don't know how to find their target uh, employee to bring or team member to bring on to their organization. So um, that's one of the things I'm working on. And then the other one is how to fire anybody. <laughs> um, that that That's a challenge where uh, we are sleepwalking, uh, even in our, our personal relationships, right? We're just going along to get along and uh, we're just familiar, but we know we should end it. We know we probably should have ended it months ago, years ago, but we just don't know how to unplug and disengage from that work relationship that that employee, employer, and or, uh, you know, your mate. Um, what's the, how to do it, how to gauge that conversation, how to do it tactfully in a way where both of you walk away with your dignity intact and everybody understands what's happening and it's good for both of us. So it's win-win. Um, so those are two things that I'm really working on, kind of passionate about. I can't wait to get it out, actually. And um, I think that that will make an impact, um, not only in the professional world, but personally, too, because I draw on personal experience, right? Not necessarily mine, but people I've consulted, worked with. Uh, there are uh, whew, hundreds of stories, uh, and I will use them. They'll go nameless, but uh, they're applicable, real-life situations that I believe can help someone in their journey. Uh, again, like I said, whether they're professionally or personally um, entangled with trying to figure out how to bring the right person in and conversely, how to get the wrong person out. Well, indeed, congratulations on all of your projects. I know they're going to do well. And, you know, I just love listening to you because you have such a gift with your crafting of words. And it is amazing. Just, you know, little cliches and little sayings that you have noted going along to get along. So true. And so Dr. Essie Speaks Educational Consultant is about sharing resources to help others achieve their goals. So give us some resources that you can provide to the listening audience. So that's a great question that you asked. So um, one thing that I will say, two, two things I'll, I'll tell you, uh, there is a book that I'm reading um, by John Maxwell, and it is an awesome read, Dr. Essie. And it says that everybody communicates, but not everyone connects. Everyone communicates, but not everyone connects. And that book has been uh, insightful in helping me to communicate or better communicate my message to the listeners or, or the people that I consult or work with or, or even counsel or coach. Um, so I think that's one particular resource that everyone can take advantage of. It's by John Maxwell. Everyone communicates, but not everyone connects. Uh, the second resource that I will tell you, I should have mentioned this before, I'm getting ready to start my own project. I don't even want to call it a podcast, but it's going to be a show. I'm just believing God to make this a national uh, platform uh, called Let Me Talk to You. And Let Me Talk to You is more of a conversation piece. Uh, it's more of the lighter side of Robert Antoine, but it deals with a lot of things that are happening in life, whether they be current events, uh, relationship, music. So it's more relatable because I don't get to touch as many people as I'd like in my professional endeavors, but I certainly do 
have a passion for just hanging in and connecting with people because there, there's so many people who are are lonely out there, not necessarily from a relationship standpoint, but they're looking for their tribe, their posse, their point of connection to something, some organization, some brand, something. And I just believe that uh, Let Me Talk To You, it'll come out in December, will be that platform that I would like to invite you on as well, by the way, Dr. Essie. But um, those are two resources that I'm really excited about that I want people to be on the lookout for. Let me talk to you. But right now you can go and get the book by John Maxwell. Everyone communicates, but not everyone connects. I tell you, um, definitely I accept the invitation. Um, so that is a yes. Let me talk to you. I will be there. Just let me know when and where. And John Maxwell, you're right. He is so powerful. I've had many different workshops and different books, um, even in my home today. And I look forward to taking the opportunity to sit down and really rereading some of that so that I can reconnect to my passion as well. So tell us, how can the listeners get in contact with you? Right now, I, I'm found anywhere on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think I'm on every single <laughs> social platform with the exception of TikTok. And here's a cool thing, Dr. Essie. There is only one Robert Antoinette that you know, right? And if you put Robert Antoinette in any search, I will be the only one that will come up. A-N-T-O-I-N-I-N. So my daddy, uh, bless me, Dr. Antonin's baby boy is one of a kind. So I can be reached on just about any social platform. I do respond to DMs, uh, provided that they are professional. And I I'm willing to work with anybody in any organization at any time. And I know that I can bring value and more importantly, uh, to help catapult your, your service, your business or your brand is, is what my passion is. And I'd love to do that. I just reach out and connect. Just look for Robert Antoinette on any social media platform and you can find me. And, and again, last plug, I would just say, look out for the platform. Let me talk to you uh, with Robert Antoinette and uh, I'm sure that you'll be blessed. Definitely listeners make that connection. And Robert, thank you so much for being a special guest today to share with my listeners. Continue doing the phenomenal things that you're doing and may God continue to bless you in making that impact. So thank you again. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Dr. Essie. Indeed. And as I always say, education is hard work, but it is also heart work. Thanks for listening. And remember to visit my website at www.dressiespeaks.com, where you can find all the links to my podcast, my social media platforms, books, and so much more. Join me each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for Dr. Essie Speaks Education. Until then, be safe, be blessed, and make a positive difference in the lives of others. 